I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit. Blubber. Oddment. Tweak. Podcast nine three quarters topic of the week is... What would it take to convince us that magic is real? Hello listeners, I'm Jem. And I'm Ria. And today we're trying to figure out what it would realistically take to convince us that magic actually exists. Okay. (laughs) How I thought we could do this is we could imagine that both of us are muggles existing in the Harry Potter series from books one to seven. So from 1991 to 1998, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. We're in the 90s. That's fun. And we're in Britain. I guess we're adults, not children. Yeah, let's say that we're the same age as we are now. (laughs) Okay. We're ageless. (laughs) (laughs) Timeless, immortal beings. Because if I was in Britain in 1991, I would have been not even a fetus yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, same. <laughs> I was also not born in 1991. Okay, so yeah, we're the same age as we are now, 20 something, and uh, we're in Britain, and we are witnesses to certain poignant events that happen throughout the books, that which are magical events inside the Muggle world. Do we believe that what is happening is a magical event or just something else? So do we want to start going through some of those key events from the series? Yeah, let's start with um, 1991. The two of us are visiting the zoo. (laughs) No, I've got even before (laughs) visiting the zoo. Oh. So 10 years before Harry visits the zoo, something more significant happens. In 1981. That's right. You're right. 1981. We're still still timeless. We're immortal. (laughs) (laughs) The day after Halloween... All kinds of crazy shit starts happening all over the country. Mm-hmm. There's people walking around in like robes and cloaks, huddling together and whispering. There's owls in the sky, meteorites. Does any of that strike us as, huh, wizards, I guess? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not convinced it's wizards. <laughs> you know, people wearing cloaks day after Halloween could just be people celebrating Halloween a day late, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess Halloween's just going longer this year. It is strange that Mr. Dursley didn't think that. I know. Like, he saw all these funny-looking people around, and he's like, it's the day after Halloween. Yeah, it's weird. But he's very conservative, so he would see anyone even slightly out of the norm. I think he would even hate Halloween. Yes. When that's an acceptable time to be wearing a costume. Oh, absolutely (laughs) he would hate Halloween. Exactly. He hates magic even before Harry shows up. (laughs) So yeah, you know, people wearing cloaks, whatever. What about, like, somebody bumps into you and you're like, oh, sorry, and then he says, don't need to be sorry, it's a happy day, you know who has been defeated, even muggles like you should be celebrating. I'd be like, which happens in the first chapter? <laughs> That's true. I'd be like, 
All right, then. It is a happy day and nod enthusiastically and walk away being like, what a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy man. What did he call me? A muggle? I mean, obviously, I would think he's a bit, like, psycho. And so, and because he's not obviously trying to actively offend me because he's just so happy and jovial, I'd just be like, all right, then. Okay. <laughs> and just move on. <laughs> Yeah, I've met crazy people in public. Like, I've the number of times I've bumped into some insane person on the train. Yeah. I don't even know what people say to me. If someone called me a muggle, I'd probably just take it in stride. <laughs> Wouldn't even take my headphones out. No. Oh, wait, this is the 80s. Do I have headphones? I got a big broom box on my shoulder, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'd have headphones. They had, like, big <laughs> headphones in the 80s. Didn't, they had, like, Walkmans? I don't know when Walkmans are from. 80s. I guess the 80s. Yeah. Yep. Just like, you know, <laughs> I, I got my Walkman in. Keep banging our heads to uh, Duran Duran. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we should stop talking before we embarrass ourselves. <laughs> we were not born in this time. <laughs> we don't know the things. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I just take that in my stride. It's just some weirdo. I've said before that if I saw like a fuckload of owls in the sky, even during the daytime, I'd just be like, well, that's owls, I guess. Yeah. I guess the owls are just out today. I guess so. I mean, like, I'm not an owl expert. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing? Maybe they're going south for the winter. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what about that unexplained meteor shower? Does that strike you as wizards? No, it strikes me as pretty cool. I mean, I'd probably take a picnic blanket and go watch it. <laughs> I wouldn't really think it was magic. I mean, that's clearly a natural phenomenon. <laughs> so if we'd just be like, oh, cool, meteor showers. I would think it's weird that, like, the weatherman didn't know it was coming. Like, I don't know if it's the weatherman who predicts meteor showers, but I feel like there's somebody, <laughs> there's there's weather people <laughs> who know about when meteor showers are coming, and it's weird that none of them knew this one was coming. You mean NASA? Like, space agencies? Yeah, I guess. Well, the 80s, they're busy, like, you know, doing drugs and listening to music. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I regret that this was an established time period. <laughs> it bothers I mean, me that you know the year. <laughs> I wouldn't think too much of it. I'd just be like, oh, you know, yeah. can't predict everything. Weatherman's only 50% correct. Uh, I feel like the space people are a bit more correct because it's easier to see out into space. What? But I don't know. Space is weird. What? What do you mean? It's not, it's not easier to see out into space. <laughs> the fuck you are with telescopes <laughs> with oh, oh oh yes i'm sorry with telescopes yeah <laughs> if you used a telescope to try and predict a meteor shower you wouldn't know it was there until it was happening because <laughs> they're just seeing devices oh i don't know how do space people know when <laughs> things are gonna happen how do people know when meteors are coming i don't know i'm not a space person okay well neither am i but i think it'd be more difficult than predicting the weather I think it's easier because the weather is like constantly changing and there's so many factors. I'm not going to name them. <sighs> Whatever. Let's not get into an argument. So there's just a lot. There's a lot of factors. Whereas Spacey, okay. just look at it. What's coming? Uh, I can see it with my eyes. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I guess we know more about space than the ocean, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> but even if I did take my picnic blanket out with a few friends and went to go look at the meteorites, and I realized, you know, they're different colors. They're purple and green and red, and they're clearly not meteorites. I just think, oh, they're fireworks. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't jump to it's a magic spell. <laughs> yeah, it would take a lot to convince me that weird lights in the sky was magic. I think fireworks is what I would jump to. Some kind of unexplained weather event. Mm. I don't know. The sky's weird. I don't know what's going on out there. Some kind of military experiment or something. And then probably after that, <laughs> maybe aliens. <laughs> it does not bode well that we are in the first chapter of Harry Potter and you've already gone to aliens as an explanation. Hey, hey, that's, that's step five, you know, that's way down the track after like <laughs> meteorites, fireworks, some weird weather event, military experiment, and then maybe military experiment. <laughs> also a crazy theory. The 80s, the Cold War. <laughs> I suppose. Cold War's going on. Who knows what the military's doing? If yeah. Stranger Things is to be believed. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't really bat an eyelid at that day. So what if after that day you've come home from your picnic with your friends at the crazy military experiment in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to bed, you're just pulling your curtains closed. Oh, it's really fucking dark out in the street. What's happening? And then you see a giant riding a flying motorcycle with a newborn baby. I think, whoa, what was I taking? And then I would go to bed. <laughs> I guess I would assume I was also asleep. It's nighttime, it's dark. Yeah, I'd assume I was like, like you know, half asleep, really exhausted, probably just saw a motorbike going down the road and like my depth perception is off or something. And he looked giant because I guess, I don't know, it's dark out. Yeah, it's dark out. Everything's a bit distorted. When it's nighttime, I just tend to assume I'm asleep. Yeah. If, like, people see, like, weird spooky things and it's, like, just before they go to sleep, I just, like, go, yeah, you didn't see a weird spooky thing. You're just tired. <laughs> All right. So none of that has convinced us. No. Shall we flash forward to the zoo? Yeah, let's go to 1991. Two of us are visiting the zoo, like, licking our ice creams, walking around, having a ball of a time. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the reptile room, I say. <laughs> Fuck yes, I love snakes, I reply. <laughs> I can't wait to see that boa constrictor from Brazil, I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> He's not there. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no, no. I reckon we witness, like, Harry being pushed to the ground, the glass disappearing and all that stuff. Okay. We're there. We see it. What happens? Harry is standing at the glass, talking to the snake. The snake is not replying, but is making eye contact with him and responsive to this kid. Yeah, I'm not convinced. You know, I do that to snakes all the time. Yeah. Snakes can, like, see and hear. There's no reason why I wouldn't be like, hey, look at this kid outside my cage. I'm a fucking snake. <laughs> yeah, nice. You know. <laughs> Like, it's unusual. It's notable. Hmm. Like, I'd be like, hey, check out what that snake's doing. But I wouldn't be like, haha, magic. No, I'd just be like, that's pretty cool. I wish I was that kid. <laughs> but then another rude kid, two rude kids, come over, push that first kid to the ground, and start pressing themselves up against the glass. Mm -hmm. And then the glass vanishes. They fall into the exhibit. Or just Dudley falls in. Mm-hmm. And the snake slithers out and escapes. Now, now I'm confused. Yeah, I'm a bit. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm shook. That would be my <laughs> first response. 
Second of all, I'm like, oh, I better make room for the snake. So I, I like stand aside and let the snake slither past because I'm not afraid of the snake because I'm Australian. Yeah. I know that the snake's not going to bother me if I don't bother it. <laughs> yeah, it's a big enough snake that I'm like, well, that's not venomous. Yeah, it's a constrictor snake. It's a constrictor snake. So I think I would be most concerned with like, let's keep people away from this snake because I personally am not panicked mm. and try to alert zoo staff. Yeah. Because I don't want people, like, trying to, I don't know, jump on the snake or something ridiculous because they think it's going to attack their children or something like that. Yeah. But then afterwards when I'm like, what the fuck just happened? How do I rationalize that to myself? Yeah, because the kids are trapped in the glass again. Like, they've they've clearly gone through the glass enclosure, but then they're trapped in it because the glass has reappeared again. So how do I explain? That's what happens in the movies. In the book, the glass just vanishes and then it's gone. There's no- it doesn't reappear again. Are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. Okay, well then I would just think there was- I would just think there was no glass there to begin with. I think- I would assume that the glass shattered and I missed it somehow. That was what I first thought, maybe that I missed the glass shattering, but like, it'd be difficult to convince myself that I missed the sound of it shattering, that I didn't see any glass on the floor, or that the kids were uninjured, there was no blood or anything anywhere. It is a big stretch. But I think I'm more likely to believe that the glass shattered and I somehow missed it in my joy of being inside the reptile house. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Then the glass was vanished by a wizard. No, I would, like, either assume, like, what you were saying, that I was um, maybe too caught up in the shock and the joy that I missed the sound and seeing the glass shatter. Mm. Or... That there was no glass there that day. Maybe they were replacing the glass, forgot to put the glass back in, and the snake escaped. Some kind of mix-up where the snake should not have been in that enclosure because there wasn't glass there. Yeah. Or, like, maybe glass didn't shatter. Maybe, like, like a whole plane of glass and the whole thing fell out in one go. Mm. And then I don't know what happened to it after that. Because it's- Like, it fell into the enclosure. Yeah. Yeah. But because it's strong glass, it didn't break. Or something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Strong enough glass to not break, but not strong enough that when it's given a bit of pressure from two 11-year-old boys, it just falls off. <laughs> yeah, it like it popped out of the frame or something like that. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Look, see, I can already rationalize it to myself. I'm convinced. I would definitely be able to be like, okay, that was just that was a weird thing that happened. I would be telling that story mm. for years. But, like, it wasn't a magical event. It was just a weird thing. It was just a weird event, like, oh, wow, the zoo maintenance must have been working well that day, or that zoo probably closed down after a while after that. Like, and then, what do you know? That snake just escaped. It went to Brazil, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, I wouldn't think that was wizards. I would just think, wow, that's poor manufacturing and lucky day for that snake. Yeah, I guess I'm so distracted by the snake. I don't really pay attention to what's happening. <laughs> Once the snake is out, I'm like, 100% of my attention is focused on this snake. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> okay, so here's something listeners might not know about me. But in real life, I work at a hospital. Mm. So let's imagine in this fictional other universe that I also work at a hospital. And one day someone comes up to me and says, hey, fucking weirdest thing. Did you know there's a kid coming in for surgery to get a pig's tail removed? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright. 
my first thought would be cool. <laughs> I think I would be like, what the fuck do you mean a pig's tail removed from where? Where else would it be, Ria? <laughs> he has grown the tail of a pig out of his body. That's not true. It's just a lie. <laughs> no, I would believe that. You would believe that? Yeah, I mean, there's weird sort of deformities that people have all over the world. People like, you know, like the mermaid girl. Like, did you ever study freaks in high school? Because I did. Did you ever study like, circus freaks, freaks from, like, the past. in high school? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, like, math, science, English freaks? <laughs> no, I'm not shitting you. When I was in high school, in year seven, for English, we did this whole, like, topic on circus freaks throughout history. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Was it called Circus Freaks because that's cruel? It was. It was called like Freaks or something like that. Um, <laughs> because oh, we were God. doing, we were, like, learning about a book that ha- that mentioned a circus. It wasn't actually about Circus Freaks. It was about vampires. It was Darren Shan. You read Darren Shan in high school, okay? <laughs> so yeah, for part of the Darren Shan study was we did this whole big component on Circus Freaks, and so we looked at like the different sort of. Um, things that people had throughout history. There was people like conjoined twins, then there was like uh, people with lots of hair all over their bodies. And that's mm-hmm. like still a, a medical condition that people have. There was the tree man. Yeah. There was the mermaid girl. So I would be fine with like, oh yeah, he has a pigtail. Maybe it grew during puberty or maybe he just always had it and it was like a weird skin thing, but then it sprang out yeah. as a pigtail or yeah, I would believe that. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> like jokes aside, if I heard that like a boy somewhere had grown a pig's tail, I'd be like, that's a cruel and unusual thing that has happened to him, and we shouldn't mock him. Yeah, no. We shouldn't, we shouldn't put him in a circus. No. This is in the 1800s. But, like, I would believe it. I feel bad for this kid. Hmm. Sucks to be him, I guess. I don't think that's literally a pig's tail. I think that's some kind of, like... No. Yeah, I guess weird deformity of his, um... Skin. Tailbone, I guess. Like a weird skin growth that is in the shape of a pig's tail or something. I, that's what I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would be like, all right, then that's that's wild. I uh, hope he gets it off. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that this is like a clean, easy surgery and then he goes back to life without a pig's tail, I guess. I'm imagining you like working in the hospital and then coming home and calling me and telling me this. And I would be like, oh, yeah, didn't you study freaks in high school? <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what I imagine. Like, I've heard all kinds of insane stories. Weird shit happens at hospitals. You know, our aunt was born with six fingers on her left hand. What? Yeah, she was born with one. No, of, she was born with one of her fingers coming straight out of her palm. They cut it off when she was born. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I did not know that. Wait, is this a, like our main aunt? Yeah, yeah, main aunt. We have a lot of aunts. Listen, <laughs> no one has ever told me that story before. <laughs> yeah, it's real. The real facts. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, I guess if I straight up believe that my aunt had a finger coming out of her palm, there's nothing that would stop me from believing that, like, some random dude had a tail. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) That's book one. (laughs) What about all the children at King's Cross Station? Ah, okay. That's the only other thing that I have for book one. People disappearing, going out of my sight in a crowded King's Cross Station. Whatever. Like, you know, can't keep track of everybody. <laughs> a load of children, like, strangely dressed parents, a bunch of kids with, like, big trunks and owls and toads and stuff at the train station. I'm like, this is weird. But I don't know. Boarding schools are a thing. Maybe they're yeah. all just going to school. 
Maybe they're all going to like a fair or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I would tend to assume like all these kids are going to the same place. And I don't know where that is, but yeah, I don't assume it's a magic school. <laughs> I don't like, I'm very upset about when people judge people on what they're wearing. Yeah. So I try not to do that in my daily life yeah. ever. So if I see someone walking around in what is like a pointed hat and a, a wizard's robe, I'm like, you do you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe they look great in it, so whatever. <laughs> like, what's some of the stuff that wizards wear? You see people walking around with like like a swimsuit and a kilt and stuff, and i just be like, okay, that person's dressed strangely, whatever. This literally does not affect me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll just go on with my day. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I just, <laughs> I very much live by a live and let die principle, where anyone can do whatever they want as yeah. long as it doesn't affect me. Exactly. So if they're leaving me alone, I'm leaving them alone. <laughs> as long as they're not hurting anyone, they can wear a swimsuit and kill. I don't care. Like it's not yeah. my concern. Have a bird. Have an owl in the middle of the train station. Whatever. That's pretty cool. As long as I can get on my train and get away, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> So, book two. Imagine we're at the train station yes. again. All right. We walk outside King's Cross train station and I'm like, oi, want to go get a, a coffee? Although you don't drink coffee, so I'll get a chai latte and you get a hot chocolate like a child. And we'll sit outside the cafe. And <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we're sitting outside the cafe and we happen to look up and we see a flying blue car in the sky. <laughs> what do you think? Look, honestly, the flying car... This is the thing that made me want to do this episode. <laughs> I was walking down the street the other day, mm-hmm. and I just randomly thought, if I saw a flying car right now, I would be like, huh, that's weird, and I would just move on with my <laughs> fucking day. Are you serious? You wouldn't, like... Really, truly. <laughs> if I saw a flying car, I would be like, that's some kind of like, it's like a marketing gimmick or a publicity stunt and I want nothing to do with it and I would just walk away. Wow. I mean, I'd probably do the same in the year of our Lord 2K18. If I saw a flying car in a world where Tesla exists and holograms exist and all things like that. But in 1992, I might pause for a bit. I might be like, hold on, what's this? Yeah, I would be like, I don't understand how that has happened. But I'm familiar with the idea of a car, and I'm familiar with the idea of a plane, mm. and it doesn't seem insane to me yeah. that somebody could make a car fly somehow. I assume it's not like a real flying car, it's some kind of trick. Yeah. And any minute now, some kind of fucking magician is going to step out and be like, oh, come to my show tonight, and I'll be like, get away from me. <laughs> I would probably assume it's a toy car. Like, you know how you can have flying airplane toys? Yeah. I would think it's one of those. But like life-size? No, because it's, it's it's high in the sky, it's distant, so it looks small. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just think it's a toy. Oh, yeah, if I see it if I see it from a distance, like way, way up in the sky, I'm like, oh, that plane looks weird, and then I just keep going. <laughs> Sipping that hot chocolate. Like, that looks a lot like a car, <laughs> but it isn't a car because cars can't fly. Yeah, I'm assuming it's some kind of toy or some kind of maybe something for a movie because we're in london mm-hmm. and like you know i mean i'm I'm aware of the the phenomena of flying cars because like even from the 70s when people were having visions of the future they were doing movies about hover cars and stuff so i just think oh someone's finally making a hover car or something like that also what's notable is in the movie in the movie everyone does everything stupidly i guess <laughs> harry and ron get into the car take off fly away a muggle sees them that's an actual <laughs> scene yeah and then they're like 
hey, won't someone see us? And Ron presses the invisibility button. Yeah. In the book, they press the invisibility button before moving the car. So the car is invisible until it's up in the sky outside of London. And that's when the invisibility booster starts playing up. So they're out in the middle of the fucking countryside, way, way up in the air before the car becomes visible. Right. So it's much more believable that, like, what was it? 12 muggles see this thing Mm -hmm. and they're like, huh, weird. But it doesn't, like, expose the Wizarding World. (laughs) Right. Okay. So if we're in the the calm British countryside and we look up and see a weird car-shaped thing in the sky, we'd probably just think it was some kind of weird plane. Yeah, I would just think that looks like a car, but it can't be a car. Huh, I don't know what it is. I guess it's like a helicopter or something. It's too far away to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solved. All right, what's the next one? Well, I guess that's pretty much it for the second book. The only other thing is the, the pudding smashing on the head. But the other people in the house don't see that. It's just the Dursleys who see it actually hovering. Yeah, exactly. The other people just think that Harry smashed a pudding on someone's head. Yeah, he just slam dunked it. So, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. We're skipping over, like, there's all kinds of things that muggles could notice, but there's nothing particularly magical about them. Mm. Like, I sort of mentioned it before, but all the streetlights going out in your street, if you saw that, you wouldn't be like, wizards! You'd be like, power out. You'd just be like, oh, I guess all the streetlights are out. <laughs> so we're skipping over things. We're basically just focusing on Harry's story, too. Like, obviously, there's wizards messing with muggles yeah. and stuff in the background and stuff going on in the background of the story, but we're just looking at Harry's story because that's easier. <laughs> third book. Yeah. This doesn't happen. But in the third movie, it opens with that fucking ridiculous Lumos scene. Oh, God. <laughs> where he's casting Lumos Maxima. <laughs> <laughs> so you're wearing the street. For some reason. <laughs> We're just having a walk. We see in a boy's window just a light going on and off. Yeah. You know, I just think, okay, like, chill out. Like, go to sleep. Really bright. <laughs> like, it's so bright, it can't be like a house light. And also he's screaming Lumos Max. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a movie or something. He's got a movie on. Yeah, it's like a video game. Yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe he's literally just playing with a light bulb. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a scientist and he's got a bunch of weird scientist stuff like magnesium and he's just setting it on fire in his room and he's like, Lumos Maxima! (laughs) (laughs) Mad science experiment. (laughs) I was thinking more like, maybe he's a kid with like a passion for photography or something. So maybe he's got bright lights and shit in his room. Maybe he's filming something in there and he's setting up really bright lights. Yeah. People use lights for things. Yeah. You know, if I saw, like, a bright light getting brighter and bigger and someone yelling, I wouldn't think magic. I would just think, you know, lots of other explanations, like the ones we listed off. Thousands of other reasons. (laughs) Okay, and again, I'm sort of going off the movie in this one because in the book, Mm. what happens when Harry inflates his Aunt March (laughs) is that she is trapped on the ceiling of the Dursley's house. So it's all contained within the Dursley's Mm -hmm. house. There's no reason why the neighbours would notice anything's wrong, except for all the screaming. Mm. Uh, but in the movie, Aunt Marge flies away into the sky. So if we saw... Which I love, it's so funny. That's great. Um, so, okay, we're walking down the street, a different street this time, but we're still on our nightly walk through Little Whinging. Yeah. And we we hear a <laughs> screaming, and we think, oh, is that a woman screaming? Should we do something? Yeah. And we look up. Fuck yeah. Let's let's go look for her. We see this weird, like, balloon sort of shape pivoting through the sky at high speed. And we're like, huh, 
That's weird. Maybe we should keep looking for this woman screaming. (laughs) (laughs) No time for this weird balloon. Someone's in trouble. (laughs) That's what I would think. (laughs) If it's close enough to tell that the screaming is coming from this weird balloon shape in the sky, like if I can tell that's a person, I guess I, I don't assume that her body has been inflated. No. I assume that she's wearing some kind of balloon suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like she's a parachuter or something. She's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I filled my clothes with helium? Oh no! Some kind of balloon-related accident is what I'm assuming. Yeah, I would either think she was like, she's falling from the sky in some kind of parachute or some kind of hot air balloon or something. Or like, it's, it's a prop. For a movie or something, or it's a toy again. Yeah. Something fake. It's not an actual human being. It just sounds like it's screaming and and it looks like a person, but it's just a weird balloon. Yeah. I guess if she's floating away up, we don't get close enough to see that this is a person who has been inflated. No. So I don't have to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So fourth book. Yeah. The first weird thing that happens in the fourth book happens... Yeah. Earlier on, I don't know exactly when in the timeline, but years and years ago, the Riddle murders. So I guess in this scenario, we are living in Little Hanglington, or whatever it is. Again, we are immortal and timeless, and we go where we need to go. (laughs) (laughs) Immortal and timeless, but we don't believe in magic. No. (laughs) No, we were, I was going to say cursed by a witch. That is magic. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, we were blessed by the mighty god Thor. <laughs> ah, yes, that's why we can live for him. So we're living in this town. We hear, oh, the groundskeeper up at this house has murdered those three people. Oh, fuck, that's tragic. Mm. But then it comes back, the medical report. I guess I'm working at the hospital again. Yeah. And I read the medical report or hear from the doctor who did the autopsy that these people didn't die of anything. They're just dead. So they weren't murdered, as far as we can tell, but they died, like, screaming and terrified, and there's no reason for them not to be alive. I would think it's environmental, because they're all in the same house, right? Some weird environmental illness we don't know about yet. Something that we don't know how to detect, but you're right, some kind of environmental thing, Mm. which is undetectable in the autopsy, but it's definitely, like, maybe, maybe not murder, maybe an accident. Something definitely killed them. I don't think that they just died. Mm. And I don't think it was magic. Fine. You know, it's just some weird disease or some weird accident that we don't know about. I'm fine with that. It's not wizards to me. No, it's weird. Like, we like shows like um, BuzzFeed Unsolved (laughs) and other better shows (laughs) where they look at, like, weird unexplained murders and things like that. Conspiracies. I can't explain it, but I'm sure there is an explanation. Yeah. And I think that's about it for what happens in the fourth book. Um, you forget that the end of fourth book takes place in the same graveyard in Little Hangleton, so all that flashbang nonsense happens in the muggle world. Flashbang nonsense. Do you mean like the weird lights and sounds from the graveyard? Yeah. And also we should talk about the Quidditch World Cup maybe, but that was kind of shielded from muggles. Yeah, I think... The anti-muggle precautions surrounding the Quidditch World Cup were a whole plot point in that book. 
Mm. So I think if we want to talk about the Quidditch World Cup, that should really get its own episode because yeah. there was a lot going on there. Yeah. And I personally, in this episode, I'm assuming that if something is covered in buggle warding, like notice me not charms and all that sort of stuff, then it's fine. Like we just yeah. don't see it. We It's invisible. We don't notice. That's fine. Yeah. It's only things that wizards aren't able to cover up that we might potentially notice. Yeah. So again, we're in Little Hangleton. This time it's 1994. Yep. We're, we're coming back for a visit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, coming back to reminisce about that time that weird conspiracy murder happened. Yeah. And then uh, we're walking past the graveyard and we see a bunch of flashing lights. We hear a bunch of screams. Maybe we take a peek <laughs> or not. <laughs> what would you do? Okay, well, if, if, if we are hearing screaming <laughs> from the graveyard and we're like, fuck, I think someone's in danger and we walk closer. If we get close enough to see, like, people in big hoods and, like, big black cloaks and masks and, like, maybe a boy's tied up and... Mm, A weird cauldron. Cauldron and lights. I'm like, okay, there's two explanations for this. I'm going to call the police. Yeah. First of all, like, we're calling the police. Either way. Because someone's screaming and something's going on. Mm. There's two explanations. Either... Someone's filming. Like, I can't see any cameras around, but this is, like, someone's filming. Someone's doing something here. Yeah. Or this is some kind of weird cult event (laughs) that I've stumbled into. Exactly. That's that's what I would think, too. They've captured a young boy and tied him up, and they're all in cloaks, and they're all screaming and yelling. I would think, yeah, this is there's going to be a sacrifice. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there are weird cults. I guess that's a thing. Mm. I don't... Yeah, I'm I'm either worried because I'm like, this boy has been kidnapped and is in danger, or I'm like, hey, these people are just doing whatever makes them happy and everything's fine and I should just move along. <laughs> but because of all the screaming and stuff, I guess I'm going with the first one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it depends on how much I'm around to see. Yeah. Like, if I see a, the boy brought down from his pedestal and... The, the weird bald lizard man engaging combat with sticks that flash. What would I think? <laughs> Honestly, if we are close enough to see this, we're close enough for the Death Eaters to notice and kill us. Exactly. So I don't think we'd be that close. No. I imagine like we're on the outside of the graveyard. We hear things, we see flashing lights, we maybe see people in cloaks. <laughs> but I don't think we get closer than that. If I was outside of a graveyard in the middle of the night, and I saw, like, some sort of shit going on. I'm calling the police, but I'm staying back. I'm not going in there. Exactly. Me too. Because it's dangerous. <laughs> We're kind of like Timon and Pumbaa in Lion King 3. How they just kind of, like, linger in the background and see what's going on in Lion King 1. <laughs> and make, make funny comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, we were here the whole time. <laughs> witnessing everything. Psych. We just didn't get involved. <laughs> yeah so i guess maybe tragically like in this version of events the police show up hopefully after harry's gone and oh if we're lucky voldemort and the death eaters fucking apparate away and then we just walk in and see like huh there's a cauldron but everybody's gone weird hmm. or in the more tragic version the police run up and see voldemort and the death eaters and then get fucking murdered i guess and we hightail it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> We're sticking to the canon, so I guess it's the first version. <laughs> where the police show up when everything everyone's already gone. And there's a weird cauldron there. <laughs> so I guess we're going to assume cult activities again. Yep. Again, that is so weird. 
Mm. There was a cult in the graveyard. There was screaming and lights. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. I'm not I'm not going for magic, but I'm like, that is strange. Why in the middle of this little weird town as well? Huh. I don't know if I can explain that. I would. It's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What cult though? Like, what cult do you know that does that? I'm I'm sorry. I'm not a like a fucking aficionado on cults in Britain. <laughs> Look, that's fair. <laughs> There's a certain level of knowledge we require in this podcast, and I guess cults is not part of it. But you know, people in cloaks, yelling, screaming, someone being tied up, a weird cauldron, middle of a graveyard. That seems like some cult shit. Some people trying to do maybe necromancy or something. Which isn't mm. real, because magic isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> and people think it's real. People believe all kinds of crap. They probably thought they were wizards. <laughs> I guess we just move on with our immortal, timeless lives. Yeah. Year 1995. <laughs> We're on a ferry trip <laughs> through the Thames of London. Right. Going past Parliament House. And I look out of my little window, and I see... A boy in glasses and a girl with bright pink hair flying past the window on broomsticks. Oh, right. What do I say? This happens in the movie. (laughs) It does. God, I hate the fucking movies. They just, they swoop right past the boat, don't they? And all the muggles fucking see them. They do. Fuck the statute of secrecy. God, the movies are annoying. In the books, it's like, let's turn Harry invisible. Fly in the middle of the night, way up above the cloud cover where nobody has any chance of seeing us. Yeah. The movies that is like, whoa, hey! <laughs> Whoop-a-hoo! <laughs> Fuck, Muggle! <laughs> oh, anyway. If I saw someone fly past me on a magic broom, <laughs> now we're pushing it. Flying car? <laughs> Whatever. Brooms can't fly. It's 1995. There's no such thing as drones yet, uh, is there? No. No. But the thing about the broom is that's such, like, a quintessentially magic thing to me. If I saw, like, anyone but a woman on a broom, I'm like, witch. That's a witch. So Mm. if I see a woman fly past me on a broom, witch is what I'm going to think. But then again, Rhea, it's dark. Hey, it is night time. We're on a ferry cruise, and I assume we've been drinking, because we're on a fucking boat in the Thames. (laughs) I'm always drunk when I'm in the sea. (laughs) Thames isn't the sea. When I'm on water, I'm drunk. Maybe I'm I'm on my fifth Bloody Mary and I see this in the dark, and I'm like, hmm. (laughs) My drink? Spiked, has it been? (laughs) I guess we're at a Star Wars party as well. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, if we add alcohol to the equation and I see a woman on a broom, I'm like, Haha, a witch, and then I just fucking go on with my day. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I guess I just saw a witch that time. <laughs> Weird. And then I just keep drinking. Then again, I don't know about you, but I've never been so drunk that I've started seeing things that didn't make sense. I've been really drunk before, but everything I've seen has made sense to me. Yeah, I've never hallucinated a woman on a broom. (laughs) But I think that's more the kind of thing that I would wake up the next morning and be like, did I see a fucking woman on a broom? No, I couldn't have. I was drunk. 
At the time, I just think that's funny. At the time, I'm like, how is she doing that? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. And then the next day, I'm like, I guess I was so drunk, I hallucinated that. Huh. Time for Dry July, I think. So, yeah, if I was drunk, I could explain all of this nonsense away with this was a drunken hallucination. But what about if I was sober on that boat? Well, I think if I was sober, I'm going to refer back to my previous rule from book one and assume that anything that happens at nighttime is a dream. (laughs) I was asleep. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I'd be tired if I was on a boat having a good time. I mean, maybe if I was in bed and I looked out my window. I'm always tired. <laughs> Fair. I am tired a lot of the time. But, like, I think if I was on a boat, I'd want to be staying up late so I'd be pretty active, like, walking around the boat trying to have fun. I don't know if I would be walking in a boat trying to have fun. <laughs> I think I'd be sitting down because I am often sitting down. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been, like, sitting down, like, maybe in the lounge room and, like, sitting there thinking, what is that noise? It is so loud. And then being like, oh, it's my own snoring. And then I'll jerk away. (laughs) (laughs) You do snore. I do. You're always like, whenever I complain about your snoring, you're like, I don't snore. And then I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. I even recorded you once and you didn't believe me. Well, now I do believe you because I've woken myself up snoring several times. So the key point there <laughs> is that it's possible for me to fall asleep without realizing that I'm not awake. <laughs> okay. All right. I would think that this one, seeing a flying woman and boy on broomsticks next to your boat would be one that would might turn you and might set your little your little uh conspiracy sparks alight, so to say. Maybe. For me, I would just be like, okay, either I'm hallucinating or I'm really tired, or maybe they're on a boat that I can't see, like the boat's blended in. Invisible boat. <laughs> Invisible boat. I would I would be more likely to believe in an invisible camouflage military boat than wizards. <laughs> I noticed that you've mentioned the military like three times now. <laughs> well, they're doing some stuff. <laughs> I just think they're up to something. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. If I saw a person flying on a broom, my first thought is which. Mm-hmm. But I would be like, it's some kind of trick or illusion. I don't think there's really witches and I don't think there's really magic so I just can't explain what I saw yeah I would just say it's maybe it's a hologram or something something like that yeah something weird there's not much else from the fifth books how about this part we're sitting on a park bench in a London street Mm -hmm. and then we see a group of teenagers coming down from the sky on what appears to be invisible mounts (laughs) landing in the street, demounting from these invisible mounts, Mm. walking to a phone box, squeezing themselves in, and then going down into the ground. (laughs) I mean, the phone box might have magic around it, so maybe we don't see them, like, all piling into the phone box or something, they just sort of disappear. Yeah. But even that's strange, them coming down on weird invisible things and then disappearing. Well, they land in the back of an alleyway. And then we're like, hey... That boy with the glasses, <laughs> didn't we see him on that cruise ship at the start of the year <laughs> when he was flying by with that pink hair? There is woman? no fucking way we recognize that one kid. 
I barely recognize myself in the mirror. There's no way I'm recognizing some kid I saw in the middle of the night months ago. Didn't we see him tied to a gravestone last year? (laughs) (laughs) On that night, we'll never forget. Not a chance. (laughs) That weird cult ritual? And then with a witch? (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. But yeah, what about the, the invisible horses thing? Invisible mounts thing? Does it count if you see a dog die? <laughs> Fuck, I should explain that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, but you should explain yourself. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out if either of us would be able to see the Thestrals. I've never witnessed a person dying, but I did witness our dog dying, which is just... Yes. Hey, time for depression talk, listeners. I witnessed that too. I gave no warning that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think the implication is maybe it has to be a person dying. I think the implication is that, but I'm not sure why, because it's just having an understanding of the concept of death and what it means. And I understand those things and I have witnessed death. I just haven't seen a person die. The question is, do muggles see Thestrals? Because muggles can't see Dementors. Hmm, that's another good question. So even if muggles have witnessed death, if they've seen someone die, doesn't necessarily mean they can see a Thestral. I guess I would assume muggles don't see Thestrals. Hmm. But they can see things like dragons and stuff. Yeah, maybe they do, but the ones who do see Thestrals, it's like you just assume it's some kind of omen of death. You're seeing this weird skeletal black horse, or it's just a very thin horse. So a bunch of teenagers arrive on malnourished winged horses in a Mm. London street. What do you think? Look, (laughs) honestly, I just don't think we witnessed this because they land. uh, Actually, no, it is afternoon in London. There's a good chance we'd see them spiraling down out of the sky. (laughs) Fuck, I don't know how to explain that. I guess I don't think that they're wizards. If I see these kids vanish, I'm like, fuck where those kids go. Weird. Anyway, back to these scary bat horses. <laughs> if I can't see the Thestrals, which is likely, mm. then I'd think nothing of it. If I can see them, mm-hmm. hmm, what do I think about winged horses? The wings are the problem. If they were just thin, skeletal horses, I'd be like, whatever, that's fine. The wings and the flying. Hmm. Can I touch them? I don't know. I mean, depends if you're quick enough. They might fly off. Or do they wait there for them? They do wait there for how long we don't know, because they don't fly back on the Thestral. <laughs> Maybe they're still there to this day. <laughs> on that London street. They start eating the trash, if I recall correctly. I think that muggles can't see them. Muggles can't see Thestrals, because there's no way that Thestrals would stay around mm. if they know muggles can see them. Yeah, okay. I guess we assume that we can't see the Thestrals. So then what do we think of these six teenagers who dropped out of the sky? Parachuting incident. Parachuting. <laughs> Without the parachute. Yeah. So they land in the back of an alleyway. So even if we were in the street and we saw them falling, we'd be like, oh, fuck, run towards the alley, run towards the end. And by the time we get there, they're gone mm-hmm. because they've gotten into the phone box and disappeared. So I guess we're just like, yeah. oh, they must have landed on the roof or we lost track of them or... Anyway, we can't find the bodies of those six kids who fell out of the sky. This was a weird tragedy. Time to leave. I'd probably call the police still. I'd be like, look, this is weird, but I saw six kids falling from the sky. Maybe they jumped from something. Look into it in this block, but I couldn't find them anywhere. 
I wouldn't call the police. Well, I guess I'm just a better person than you. No, I don't like to involve the police unless I have a very good reason. Like, I think there's some kind of cult sacrifice happening. (laughs) All right. Mm. Okay. Well, that instance still wouldn't make me believe in wizards or magic. If I saw some kids falling from the sky, I'd probably think, oh, maybe I didn't see their parachutes. Maybe they were on some kind of wires or something. Mm. Like fishing line wires, like invisible wires or something like that. Maybe it was mannequins. Mannequins, yeah. Maybe it wasn't children. It wasn't. It was just like dummies for like a movie or something. Because of the way they move, because they weren't plummeting towards the ground. They were like spiraling. No. I might think maybe these are weird human-shaped balloons that are running out of helium. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, we're in London. Things happen in London. Like movies are filmed there. Oh, okay. I thought you meant just, like, just weird, unexplainable shit happens in London. (laughs) No, I mean, like, there's more action going on in London. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's move forward to the fifth book. So in the fifth book, war has broken out properly, and Dementors- No, not- I think you mean sixth book. Sixth book, yes, sorry. War has broken out properly, and Death Eaters and Voldemort are, you know, causing chaos for the Muggles, so Uh this time we might notice some shit. Right. The first thing that's happened, a bridge collapse. Oh, that's right, yeah. By giants, apparently. Giants collapsed a bridge. Did we witness that? I assume so, but maybe our memories were wiped. Yeah, because the only reason that the muggles think it's a bridge collapse is because the wizards covered it up. Mostly I've been assuming that we somehow have not drawn the attention of the Ministry of Magic, (laughs) and so far we haven't been obliviated. Hmm. But if we are too close to something, and if we witness something directly magical that we cannot explain, we're just going to get our memories wiped. So I think if we see giants crush a bridge, we get our memories wiped, and we just don't know about it. But if, okay, imagine we're actually at the scene before our memories are wiped, and we're seeing giants smashing up a bridge. Do you think that these are giants, or do you think that they're something else? What do you think is happening? I swear you were going to say, like, do you think these are giants or do you think they're just big people? (laughs) (laughs) If I see a giant... I would think they're robots. You would think they're robots? Yeah. Huh. It's 1996. I would think that the military has built giant robots. The military again. (laughs) And it's an experiment gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you and your fucking military experiment. And you're over here like, oh, you're so superstitious, Rhea. Believing that the military's up to something is the opposite of superstition. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist over here. Robots, look, it isn't the craziest theory. Hmm. Because the thing about giants is they're not just big people. First of all, they're too big <laughs> to be people. <laughs> Second of all, Harry describes, like, Grawp's face as being misshapen and his movements as being slow, weird and jerky, like his body is too big and he can't quite handle it properly, which seems weird. You would imagine giants would be, like, perfectly graceful Mm. because they exist to be the size they are. Like elephants. Yeah. Elephants aren't clumsy. Mm. That's just a minor point with how giants are portrayed that I think is inaccurate. Yeah, so if they look weird and not quite natural, I think you might be able to convince me that we saw robots. Mm. 
like some sort of anime thing where it's like there's a person inside the head, like a Pacific Rim thing, where they're giant robots that are controlled by humans. That's what I would be thinking. So like mecha suits. Mecha suits, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the military <laughs> built weird mecha suits that look like they're giant humans dressed in animal skin, and then they smashed a bridge that had pedestrians on it, <laughs> resulting in several tragic deaths. I guess that's what we witnessed, Jem. I guess that's what happened. No, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't the pedestrian bridge. This was just a bridge. In the book, this was just a bridge. But in the movie, the bridge that's taken down is the pedestrian bridge in London, which, fun fact listeners, we've actually walked over. Yes, we have. But before the movie came out, so it wasn't special. But what about, let's go to the movie then. Let's go to the pedestrian bridge in Over the Tap. We're walking on the bridge. And suddenly we see these dark streaks. Oh, we're on the bridge. Yes. <laughs> we're on the bridge. We see these dark streaks of shadow circling around the bridge. And then the bridge blows up and falls over and we manage to get off it safely enough. What do you think that was? <laughs> I guess because the bridge is collapsing, we're running for our lives. Maybe we go into the Thames and we have to swim to safety. When I get off that bridge, I'm like, I never saw shadows. It was just trauma. I'm just misremembering. Right. I think that's how I explain it to myself. See, in the movie, the shadows, like, they, the shadows warp around the bridge and people would see them. And then they, like, they cast, obviously. They cast at the bridge and it explodes and it starts to fall. Yeah. So I'm assuming some people see the shadows first and then they're like, what? And then suddenly there's an explosion and everything's going too fast. Mm-hmm. And they're running and trying to escape. So what I would think would happen is that we'd been bombed. There'd been, like, some sort of terror threat or something. Yeah, and I think I saw the smoke Mm. from the bombs and I just misinterpreted it as weird shadow things. Yeah. The other scenario is that we're not on the bridge itself, but we're close enough to witness it. So we're, like, somewhere along the Thames and we look over and see the bridge collapsing. Yeah. And I think I would just think the same thing. I see those swirls of darkness, I see flashes of light, and I just assume, okay, it's some kind of terror attack. Mm. And I'm just, I'm misinterpreting the visual data because I'm scared. Yeah. That's all I can think of. Okay, what else happens in the sixth book and movie? Well, at the beginning, there's things like there was an unexplained hurricane. Mm-hmm. People are vanishing and dying. People are being driven insane because that's just general Death Eater nonsense. Right. But affecting the entire country is a fog of depression. Mm-hmm which is the Dementors, who have abandoned their post at Azkaban and are now breeding all over the country. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's what would most affect us as muggles. Yeah, all these reports of missing persons and tragedies and then just feeling like shit all the time. Well, I would attribute the feeling like shit all the time to all these reports of tragedies and weather events and horrible things happening. (laughs) So that would be me. And in terms of, like, the missing persons, that happens all the time. Yeah. Weird weather events, global warming. The news is always reporting all kinds of awful tragedies and weird shit. Mm. If all of it happened at once, I would just be like, huh, guess we're in 2016 again. <laughs> what was the year that was really shit? Was that 2016? 2016 and this year, I guess. Yeah, 2018, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I would just think it's now. It would just be exactly how it is now. I'm depressed all the time. <laughs> Everything I read in the news is shit. I don't even read the news because it's too shit. It's just now. When was the last good year? Oh, 2012 when we all thought we were going to die. That was great. 
Oh, what about like when that Jason Mraz song came out? <laughs> that was a pretty good year. <laughs> I don't remember anything bad happening that year. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that strikes me as magic. I'm like, oh, this is just a bad time we're all having in the country. Yeah. Is there anything else notable that happens in sixth year that would leak over to the mocker world? There is something if we're by the beach. <laughs> By the beach? What happens at the beach? If we happen to see an old man and a, a young man appear on brooms at a cave by the shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we're like, hey, isn't that guy with the glasses the same guy we saw on a broom tied to a gravestone and appearing in London that one time out of nowhere? <laughs> and I say no and starts crying. <laughs> no, I'm actually thinking Earlier in the book, and much earlier in the actual timeline, all the way back to when Voldemort was a child in the orphanage, uh huh, and this fucking wizard shows up <laughs> and tells him about magic and sets his closet on fire. Well, we weren't there for that. No, we weren't. And I kind of think teachers from Hogwarts who go into the houses of muggle-born children and convince their parents to let them go to Hogwarts that needs to be its own episode, because that in and of itself is <laughs> fucked. Yes. And we need to deal with that in depth. I think if a wizard came into my house and set my closet on fire, I would be like, huh, get out of here. <laughs> I don't need your tricks today, lying magician. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be like, all right, they slipped me some fucking hallucinogens when I was, like, you know, inviting them in. I opened the door and they just, like, jabbed me in the throat and I didn't realise. <laughs> gassed me with something <laughs> honestly I'd just be like get out of my house fuck you I don't care if you're a wizard or not you just burned all my clothing <laughs> because the fire went away and it was completely unharmed and I'd be like I've seen magic shows I know what magicians can do exactly get out of my house <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything else notable from that movie it's the movies that always screwed up yeah, they do. But yeah, what if you were at the beach and you saw an old man and a younger man appear on brooms, fly into a cave on broomsticks? They weren't on brooms, they apparated. And they apparated directly into the cave in the book. In the movies, they apparate to a rock and look at the cave, and then I don't know how they get inside. Oh yeah, that's right, they do. I, I forgot. Apparate they, again, I guess. They took the brooms out of the shield, the Hogwarts shield, and they apparated, yep. Okay, so right, we, would have, we wouldn't have seen them. Yeah, they flew to Hogsmeade and then apparated from there. What if you're in the movie and you're, and you're sitting on the top of a cliff just, I don't know, it's been a tough year, and you're looking out <laughs> and you see this old man and young man just appear on a rock and look into a cave for a bit. <laughs> what do you think? I would just be like, oh, hey, I wonder how they got down there. I wonder how they're going to get off. <laughs> I would be looking around for a boat or something, like, oh, do they row out? How do they get there? And then when I look back, they'd be gone. I'd be like, oh, I guess I didn't see them. I guess I'm just imagining things. I guess I'm hallucinating again. God, this year sucks. <laughs> 1996. I'm so depressed. I need to go home. I'll go home, watch the news, make myself feel worse. <laughs> okay, seventh and final book. The first thing is the seven Potter's escape attempt. Yep. But I don't know if Muggles notice anything about that. Because it all happens in the sky. Mm -hmm. We just think it's fireworks. And I don't think people... 
I don't think people look at the sky. <laughs> well, even if you did, you just see a bunch of flashing lights, you probably just think it's fireworks or something. Yeah, someone's setting off fireworks in the middle of the day. It looks like there's people up there, maybe. I don't know, someone's parachuting. It's too far away, I can't tell. But in the movie, <laughs> there is a part where Hagrid on his motorcycle and Harry in the sidecar go zooming through a highway tunnel <laughs> and, like, do some fucking stunts up the side of the wall and onto the roof of the tunnel and shit like that. What if we're in a car and we witness that? <laughs> I don't remember these movies. Honestly, I stopped watching the movies after a while. I can't remember the last time I watched the movies. If I was driving through a tunnel and I saw a flying motorcycle, I would assume that the motorcycle has driven up the side of the tunnel and is now driving on the roof, which is, I guess, possible. It is possible. It's just very unlikely. And especially when there's two people. Very unlikely. Dangerous. Two people, one of whom is giant astride the motorcycle. I think if I'm driving, I'm mostly focused on getting the fuck away from whatever's happening with the motorcycle. Yeah. So I'm either speeding up or slowing down, depending on where I am. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get out of that tunnel before something goes wrong and there's a crash and an explosion and I die. I'm not watching what's going on. I just see something happening like out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, what the fuck's that? And I try and get out of the way. When I see people wandering in their lane too much, I'm like, I need to get away from this person before they kill me. Yeah. I, if I see some kind of motorcycle nonsense, I'm just getting out of there. I'm, I don't care what's happening. <laughs> I don't want to die in this car. <laughs> 1996 took a real toll on us. We're, we're, we're desensitized now. <laughs> we're numb. I'm stressed. <laughs> now let's imagine it is Christmas Day. Christmas Day, 1997. Okay. I guess we're in Godric's Hollow. We... Are we police officers? Maybe. Why would you think that? <laughs> I'm just assuming the same as we are in real life. Or maybe we're friends with a police officer then, which I would never be in real life, but whatever. <laughs> so we hear about an old lady. She was found dead in her home. Her home has been partially exploded. You're just working at the hospital. I'm working at the hospital again, I guess. <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's the situation. <laughs> An old woman lives alone, found dead in her home. She's been dead for who knows how long, possibly weeks. Her home has been partially exploded. All of her insides are gone. It's just an empty skin and the whole place stinks of snake. Yuck. What do you think of that? I think that's fucked, first of all. (laughs) I think, obviously, there's been some kind of murder, which is a sick murder, where they remove all the organs of the victim. Mm. There's some kind of serial killer on the loose, is what I'm thinking. Or maybe just one isolated incident. Maybe. We don't know it's a serial. Maybe, yeah. Maybe just an isolated incident of a very fanciful murderer. If I know there was a snake at the house, like, I know better than this, but people might assume that the snake somehow consumed all of her insides and left the skin. Yeah, which is dumb. Like, say this woman had a pet snake. She dies. Yeah. Because she's an old woman and she's living alone and nobody checks on her. She trips down the stairs or something. Yeah. She dies. The snake goes unfed for a long time. Okay. The snake gets out of its enclosure and then somehow consumes all of her organs and muscles and skeleton. Yeah, that's not possible. And only the skin is left. That's not possible, but that's the kind of bullshit that people be like, well, it's the only possible explanation, is that the snake did it, and then vanish. If that was the police report, if that was on the news, I would be like, that's bullshit, and change the channel. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love how we just get confronted with magic again and again, and we're like, nah! 
<laughs> Walk away, change the channel, fuck this. No. If some asshole on the TV is trying to convince me that a snake somehow murdered a lady without piercing her skin, but sucked all the organs and bones and muscles and sinews out of her, I'm like, you know what? The world's gone mad. <laughs> I'm fucking going to bed. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> All right. We're in London again. Yep. We don't see where it comes from. It seems to come from a street that doesn't exist. But next thing you know, you're looking over the sky and you see a fucking dragon <laughs> with three people on it. <laughs> flying away into the sky you know what okay first thing i'm thinking is like is it a plane (laughs) is it a bird is it a plane no it's a dragon it's clearly a dragon okay i clearly can see it so it's a dragon (laughs) next i'm thinking all right is this a hologram or something like but no there's clearly like tiles falling off roofs and things like that there's people clinging to it people clinging to it okay it's got chains on it that's it's roaring as well. Yeah, I can hear it. You know what? That would convince me. Not that there's magic, but that there's dragons. <laughs> it would convince me that there's dragons. I'm not afraid to say that I would. I believe in dragons. If dinosaurs existed way back when, I think that a lot of other things might have existed too. Maybe it's some kind of dinosaur, I guess. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, I'd be more likely to believe in some kind of cryogenically unfrozen experiment going on with like a weird animal that's been on the loose something like a car flying i'm so willing to accept a flying car but (laughs) a dragon like an animal of that size shouldn't be Mm. able to fly everything i know about animals tells me that you know nothing bigger than like a bird really should be flying yeah so if i see a dragon maybe ria i'm a little bit willing to believe in magic honestly maybe ria it was a robot (laughs) (laughs) look maybe it was maybe it was some kind of weird helicopter no not a helicopter like an animatronic dragon (laughs) made by them an animatronic dragon (laughs) (laughs) i keep telling you it's a military conspiracy it's a military dragon it's aliens yeah, I'd either think, okay, this is some kind of robot, or it's some kind of wild animal that's undiscovered, or it's some kind of cryogenically grown creature that's gone wrong. <laughs> I just, I can't explain a dragon. If I see a dragon, and I'm like, that's fucking real. If I get close enough to touch it and hear it and smell it, I'm like, well, that's clearly not a robot or a person in a suit. It's a dragon, so... And the good thing about this, at this point, the ministry's fallen, so there's no obliviators running around wiping memories. You see a dragon, you probably remember that. I think people just know about dragons now. Okay, well, you believe in magic then. I'm still convinced it's a robot dragon. (laughs) What's next? (laughs) Well, I think that's everything from the books. (laughs) Because after that, it's just the Battle of Hogwarts, and we aren't there for that. Okay, so... 1997, you're turning to me and trying to connect the dots with all these conspiracy theories about the graveyard and what we saw on the, on the ship and the dragon we saw, and I'm there like, nah, it's the military. <laughs> I don't know if I believe in magic, but I think now I believe in magical creatures. I don't know if about these witches and wizards, not sure about that, but I saw a dragon. <laughs> and what I was thinking, this doesn't happen in the books, but what if you saw other magical creatures? Right. 
For example, what if we go for a walk in the woods and we see a fucking centaur? How do you explain that? It's dark and I saw a horse. Dark and I saw a horse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that just really got me. (laughs) Like, fucking obviously. I saw a horse and was like, wait, does that look like it's got abs? And then I'm like, no, wait, it's dark. <laughs> I guess that's a man riding a horse and a trick of the light has made it look like a centaur. Exactly. Where's the horse's head? I don't know. And then centaurs are smart enough to know if they're being watched, so I'd probably only get a glimpse of it before it went away. So that glimpse would either convince me that I saw a man on a horse or just a horse in the dark and I got confused. And I'm thinking anything that's basically humanoid, if I saw a house elf, I'd just be like, oh, that's just a weird, ugly child. Yeah. <laughs> and if I saw, like... <laughs> one of those skinless, like, one one of those hairless cats. Like... <laughs> skinless children. <laughs> if I see something that's basically humanoid, I'm like, that's just a human. Like, if I see a goblin, I'm thinking, oh, fuck a goblin. I'm like, oh, okay, that's just a person who's very short and has long ears and a nose. I better not comment on it. Better just leave him to go about his fucking day. You're talking about beings. You're talking about creatures that are sentient enough to avoid muggles. What about things like fairies? What if you go into your garden and you see a bunch of glowing lights and you get close enough to see that they're tiny little glowing people? I turn around and I go back in my house and I lock all the windows. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I would too. I'm not dealing with that. I just go to bed. (laughs) I think the problem with this is that we're both just so in denial. (laughs) (laughs) Look, when I read the Harry Potter series, I often get, like, insulted when they talk about, like, muggles are so dumb, muggles are so oblivious, muggles don't want to believe in magics, they convince themselves. But honestly, (laughs) what would it take to convince me (laughs) that magic is real? Fuck, I don't even know. I don't think anything could convince me. The only thing that I think could solidly convince me that magic is 100% real is if a wizard turned me into something. Like, if a wizard just on a whim was like, and just, like, pulled out his wand and turned me into a fucking, like, I don't know, beetle or something. And I experienced that. That, I think, is the only thing that could convince me. Nah, wouldn't convince me. I'd just be like, that was a weird trauma. No, no. If I was 100% sober, if I was if it was in the middle of the fucking day and I was minding my own business, nothing weird going on. <laughs> you weren't asleep. <laughs> and then some man just pulls out a stick, points it at me. No, tells me first. He's like, you know what? I'm going to try and convince you magic is real. I'm going to turn you into a bug. No, wait, actually. Because if he told me that, he, I could have convinced myself it was like hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the thing. That's the thing. That's what I was thinking. But then if it, if I was just randomly turned into a bug and he didn't tell me, then maybe I could convince myself that I hallucinated. So yeah, you know, nothing could convince me. <laughs> nothing could convince me. <laughs> the only thing that could convince me is like if my child was a muggle-born and I saw over years like a consecutive series of unexplainable events and it's like magic is the only thing that can possibly connect all these dots and then I get introduced into the wizarding world and I see all this evidence. Just things that muggles who are just in the community and not connected to the magical world at all witness. No, there is nothing that could convince me that magic is real. Because I will always explain it away as that was some kind of weird, isolated incident. 
Hmm. Or I was hallucinating <laughs> it was a dream. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're floating. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what would it take to convince me that magic is real? Virtually nothing, listeners. <laughs> I've been Jem, your excruciatingly logical and convinced that the military is up to something host. I've been Rhea, you're so deeply in denial host that it's time to go to bed. Thank you for listening to Podcast 9 and 3 Quarters. This show is written and edited by Rhea and Jem. You can send us an email at 9 and 3 quarters podcast at gmail.com, find us on Tumblr at podcast 9 and 3 quarters.tumblr.com, or talk to us separately on Twitter. Rhea is at SmashMouthRhea and Jem is at Jem underscore just Jem. Please feel free to send theories or ask questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the sea just to avoid them. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was Fake Magic by Peking Duck and Aluna George. And our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.